Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, no matter where you're listening, around the world, this is Sedona Talk Radio. Welcome to Evolution Revolution with Dulcinea. It is Thursday, December 27th. Happy holiday season to all. A new year is quickly approaching, a time to create a new beginning, filled with joy and inner desires, love, and the next step. Evolution Revolution is focused on offering the listeners intuitive and balanced information that fosters transformation both personally and globally, ultimately raising the consciousness on planet Earth. Thank you so much for joining the show this evening, wherever you may be listening. I am a metaphysician, clairvoyant, clairaudient intuitive, a writer, public speaker, leader, and spiritual teacher. I'm honored to have on the show tonight renowned clairvoyant, spiritual teacher, and author, Megan Skinner. Thank you so much for joining me tonight on Evolution Revolution, the last show of 2007. Thank you, Megan. Hi, that's so great. The last show of 2007. You know, I almost forget that we have a new year next week. You know, it's, it's, it just seems like it's happening so quickly, but I am so glad to be here with you and all of your listeners. Thank you so kindly. So Megan is a famous clairvoyant. <laughs> <laughs> we laugh. Oh, yes, oh, yes. An astrologer, tarot card reader, and author with a private practice in spiritual counseling for 20 years. Megan is a much sought-after workshop leader and lecturer on astrology, the tarot, and intuitive development. Megan has written, Megan has written celebrity profiles and weekly astrology columns for abcnews.com has given numerous television and radio interviews, and was a regular guest host on Conscious Talk Radio, interviewing nationally known authors, politicians, and environmentalists on a wide range of topics impacting life in the 21st century. She graduated from Washington State University with a Bachelor's of Arts degree in Communications and led a career in advertising, climbing the corporate ladder very successfully, ultimately leading herself to follow her heart and change directions and by embracing her love of astrology, the tarot, and her psychic gifts, as well as she desired to help others in understanding their lives with a greater spiritual and psychic per- perspective. She has demonstrated this passion with her newest book release, The Complete Idiot's Guide to Sextrology, which is coming out January 2nd, very, very soon, about a week, a week or so, a little less than a week, and um, you can you can check that out. So we're going to explore that tonight with Megan. So Megan, tell us, what is sextrology? Well, you know, that's a great question, and you know, that title, sextrology, it, it, it sounds so very provocative, but what sextrology really is, it, 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 ta- it very much addresses the sexual needs wants and desires of all the 12 signs of the zodiac and you know we all have a sun sign like you're a libra i'm a libra and each of the signs has a you know has a a personality it's also got an emotional personality a sexual personality you know it's got these physical needs wants and desires and by understanding more about each of the signs and what we're all looking for it really helps us to understand 
ourselves on a deeper level, and also relationships. And what sextrology is really geared towards is really helping you to understand who you are in a relationship. Because what sextrology is really all about is not only the individual needs of the signs, but how they relate to the other signs. For example, um, you and I are Libra, so we're air signs. And air signs are very compatible with other air signs, like, say, Aquarius or Gemini. Air is also very compatible with fire signs, like Leo, Aries, or Sagittarius. So knowing that you know, air signs and fire signs work really well together, gives you an understanding of kind of what you want and what to look for. On the same hand, water signs, like if you're a Cancer or a Scorpio or a Pisces, you're really compatible with other water signs or with earth signs. Um, And the earth signs are Taurus, Capricorn, and Virgo. So it's very much about, you know, the individual needs of each sign and then how they work together with the other signs of the zodiac. Very exciting. So did you coin that term? Well, you know, it's really interesting. No, I did not coin that term. And, you know, I have to tell you when, because it's, it's actually a complete idiot's guide to sextrology. And I had already done one book and I got the opportunity to write the book. And they, you know, they said, we want to write a book on sextrology. And I was kind of like, mm, what, what is sextrology? And, you know, it, it is a term and there are other books out there on sextrology. But what was interesting is when we first started, they really wanted a very sexually kind of graphic book about, you know, astrology and sex. And I, you know, I was really, you know, I, 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 I said to them, I'm like, I don't think that I can do that. Because <laughs> first of all, you know, each sign of the zodiac has sexual needs. But, you know, I think that w- when you become too graphic about it, it takes away sometimes from the astrology. I'm also, sure. a, a, you know, a Libra. And so I'm also interested in the romance element. I also think to have great sex, what it's really about is emotional intimacy. And so in this process, we got them from this like really graphic sexual book into this really wonderful book that's about sex, yes, but also about, you know, what motivates you sexually and also what motivates you romantically, what motivates you in your truest, deepest intimacy, because I think that's all that together is what makes great sex. Absolutely. (laughs) That is so wonderful. So this really is a great strength for you, this book, The Complete Idiot's Guide to Sextrology, which can be found on your website. There's a little brief excerpt about the book in the book cover at www.meganskinner.com. So what I think this is, why this is so relevant for you to have brought up is because you have a background in astrology. So tell me about how that really tied into you being able to pull these two themes of astrology and sex together to create a meaningful book. Well, you know, that's a great question. And, you know, I've studied astrology since I was like 25 years old, and I'm I'm hitting my, my almost the 50-year mark here. And, you know, it's been a constant evolution in, you know, in studying astrology. And I think for those listeners out there that, you know, study astrology and want to know more about astrology, it's, it's really easy to get very overwhelmed by, <clears throat> excuse me, learning astrology because there's so many details and there's degrees and there's aspects 
aspects. And, you know, astrology can be quite a complicated science. And so in this book, what I was really able to do and which I really liked doing is I really was able to kind of boil it down in a way that was easy for people to understand and digest. And then as you get more into the book, it becomes more complicated if you want to. Like for let me let me give you an example here. It's like sure. you know, we've been talking about like you know the sun signs. Like you know your sun sign is a Libra because you were born October at we were you're late October, right? I'm actually late September. Okay, so you're you know that's your sun sign, right? But you okay. also have a moon sign, and you have a Venus and a Mars sign, and you know your sun sign. Your sun represents your true essence. So it's just very much about who you are on a lot of different levels. <clears throat> but what people don't often realize is their moon sign that really reveals who you are on a deeper level, on an emotional level. It has a lot to do with your soul energy, and it really describes what you're really looking for in deeper intimacy. So in sextrology, we go through each of the sun signs, and then we get into the moon signs. And by looking at the moon signs, you really start to see these deeper emotional uh, patterns evolve that really tell you more about what you want in intimacy. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then we get into your Venus and your Mars. And your Venus and Mars have a lot to do with the dynamics and the sexual play between your male and female energies. So we start with the sun and then we just start layering on. I, I felt like I was kind of building a layer cake, you know. And we had the yes. first layer and then we just kept building these layers. And, and then later in the book we get into aspects, which are the degrees between the signs and the different houses. And what's really cool is the, the, the idiot's guide. And, you know, it, they, it sounds like very simple books but this is actually a wonderful franchise because they really you know try to develop books that are very good at explaining what the subject is and so yeah. as we were doing this i got them to put in a section on soulmates <clears throat> and this was really interesting to me because you were asking about you know how does my background fit with the astrology in writing this book? And I'm very relationship-oriented. And so, you know, I really wanted this to be a book where people could understand their relationships. And one of the things, because I have a private practice in spiritual counseling, and, you know, when people come to me for a reading, you know, it's, it, they want to know, a lot of them want to know about their relationships, you know. It's, it usually boils down to, you know, love and money, you know, the, the, two, the two things. But so many people... People come going, I want to understand this relationship. And a lot of times there's a soul factor or a soulmate connection working that really takes them into a realm that they may not have the tools, you know, to completely understand. And so we, in the book, there's a section on soulmates. And you can look at, you know, your soul lessons and what you're attracted to in soulmate relationships through astrology. It's actually through what, uh, what we call the moon nodes. Uh, there's a north and south node of the moon. So I'm really kind of, I feel really proud <laughs> of that section on soulmates because I think, you know, it just adds again this other layer of depth, of depth to the whole, like, you know, sextrology relationship equation. So for you, writing this, it was in essence a new, a new level of exploring your passion and offering what you like to do with astrology and looking at the sun and the moon and the Venus and the Mars and then integrating the element of romance and connection, well, yes. you know, the human element. Yes, no, <laughs> that's, ab no that's, uh, that's absolutely right. And, you know, it's interesting because, 
you learn so much in writing a book. And, you know, I knew a lot about this, but I was forced to become an expert. And as I wrote the book, I was like continually surprised and inspired. And I left the book going, damn, this stuff really does work. You know, I knew it, but the more that I learned about it and the more, you know, I wrote it and I took my power and my voice around it, I realized this is a very powerful system of knowledge that really, because astrology in a lot of ways is a science, you know, it's centuries, uh, maybe even millenniums old, you know, it goes back to ancient time when people would look at the stars and, you know, about how they affected their life or whether, you know, the, the crops would come in or whether, you know, a king would be born. And so this is an ancient, ancient science and it's gotten very sophisticated through the years. And, you know, so it's really this body of knowledge that has developed that is really, you know, it depends on how you hook into it, of course. It can be very profound. And I think, you know, one of the things that was important to me in this was to really kind of change how people see astrology. Because I know there's some people out there that kind of think, oh, it's astrology, it's a joke, what sign are you? Or they read their horoscope in the paper, not that there's anything wrong with that. But, you know, that's astrology really is this very profound science, you know, and it offers a tremendous amount of information and gives you very profound tools of just, you know, whether it's your relationship or your sexual relationship or just how you engage in life. It's, I see it very much as a powerful tool. I see it like when I, um, because I'm also clairvoyant, as you know, and so the way that when I see astrology, I see a timeline mm. and I see it mapped out where it kind of can give you an idea of oh there might be a, a you know a pitfall vulnerability here yeah yeah or there might be an enhanced opportunity at this point a peak in essence at this point and and it's kind of like a, a roadmap or a guide but ultimately you always want to follow your inner guidance and make sure it's in alignment with that and and what feels right but to me it's just always been such a powerful tool for me to know oh okay like for instance in these last few years for me I'm in my Saturn return oh <laughs> the Saturn return yes yes, yes. But, you know and I, and people told me that's what I'm in and I was like well what what does that mean in English okay because I'm coming out of academic world you know I'm new to this. Um, idea of new age realm and and I've always been clairvoyant but I never coined the term as clairvoyant right. so so okay what is what is Saturn return and then they started telling me well you know it takes Saturn 30 years to go around the the moon I believe or the sun around the sun yeah it's around the sun and then at that point you're going to make a lot of closure a lot of changes a lot of shedding and I was like yeah that that feels about right (laughs) no you're you're right on and you know and didn't that knowledge help you you know it's like it was so empowering is the word for me it was a completely empowering and also extremely validating because I could not understand why all of a sudden my life was just in shambles from what I had known it to be. It was exactly where I had, um, you know, intended for it to go, but I didn't envision that it would look that way. Well, and you know, so when it, it was just very validating. Well, yeah, you know, and the Saturn return, like you said, you know, it happens, you know, it completes at 30, it starts at 28, because it takes Saturn like two and a half years to go through each sign. And so it's this, your first Saturn return is a rite of passage, and it's where you grow up and basically become an adult, you know, and the second Saturn return happens between 58 and 60, and again, it's the second rite of passage, where, you know, you go into, you know, you've done life, and you've done marriage and children and career, you know, supposedly, and then you go into this whole new new 
you know, journey of like, why am I here? What's my spiritual purpose? You know, and everybody's Saturn return is different. And I just have to say, I'm so glad that you brought up the whole thing about checking in with yourself about what feels intuitively right. Because even though astrology is in science, so much of it is based on interpretation, you know. And I, you know, I, I, I believe in free will. And, you know, an astrology can give you that road map and give you a lot of indications and clues. But, yes, you know, it's very much, you know, you know about, you know, how you're going to go through it. And, you know, two people will have a Saturn return and they'll be completely different. Yes. You know, and, and I think sometimes people, I'm sure you find this probably, you know, sometimes in your sessions is, people tend to turn their power over a little bit when they, they're talking to someone they think maybe is the authority, whether it's the astrologer or the clairvoyant. And it's like, and they're giving you information, but you have to remember it's their interpretation of the information. And to really get the most out of it, you do have to check in and go, you know, does that feel right? I mean, how does that apply to me? You know, so, yes, I mean, I think that, you know, astrology can be predictive, but there's free will and everybody's going to go through, like, for example, a transit or a different uh, astrological aspect in their own very unique way. And you have a lot of choices. You might be dealing with the Saturn return, for example. And Saturn, you know, is a tough taskmaster, so it's going to make you work. But you have a lot of choices about how you're going to deal with that and how you're going to work with that. And that definitely affects the outcome. Yes. It's like I see, again, I see the, I just got this picture that astrology is like the big picture. Yeah. And then you have to work backwards. <laughs> so yeah. it's like get that to understand and then work through the details and maybe get spiritual mentors or go to support yes. groups or write your book or, you know, yeah. however you need to then explore that information to understand that cycle. Yeah, no, exactly. Outlined. And so that's really exciting. So giving that background and then bringing that together in with the word sex, really creating <laughs> an intimate connection. Yes. That those two together is what you've created with the complete idiot's guide to sextrology. Yes. <laughs> yes, How thank empowering. you. Yes, it, it is empowering. And you know, I you know, I think knowledge is power. And so if you know that, you know, you know, that, like, say you're an Aries out there, okay, if we have any Aries listeners tuning in, you know, if you're an Aries, you're a fire sign. And so you're going to have very different needs than someone that is, say, you know, a Gemini, you know, Aries is very forceful and driven and independent and, you know, has a real desire to kind of conquer and create life. And it has a whole different kind of motivation and, you know, reason for being than like a Gemini that, you know, is, you know, is kind of like on the wavelength of, you know, I'm here to explore and play, but I, I don't really want to commit and I want as much room as I can to explore all my options. And so, when you learn these kind of essentials, and then, of course, you bring your own sense and your own intuitions to it, it you know, like when you're talking about your Saturn return and you were saying, I felt validated. I remember, you know, for, you know, for a lot of years, you know, I felt really confused about my sensitivities. And then I went to an astrology book and I found out that my moon, and remember your moon represents your soul energy, your deeper self, it's your emotional personality. I found out that I have my moon in Pisces. And moon in Pisces is very psychic and sensitive and intuitive and you know, also a lot of times has boundary issues, so it's sometimes just merging and it's very spiritual. And I just kind of thought of myself as this Libra, you know. And when I got that piece about my moon, I was like, oh, 
now I feel validated. I feel like I know more of who I am. And I also know why I attract in certain types of relationships. Aha. That's the validation there. That would lead you to this outcome of the complete idiot's guide to sexology. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that moment, the aha moment. Yeah, the aha <laughs> moment. Yeah, and can I just put out there to your listeners too, if you're, if you're listening and you think, well, how do I find out what my moon sign is? <clears throat> There's something called an, uh, an astrological ephemeris, which is a book, and you can access them online, um, or you can have your chart run up online, all the astrology websites, whether it's astrology.com, or there's a number of them for free. You can put in your birth information, your time, where you were born, and you'll get your full astrology chart, and this will include your moon sign. Very good. So for our listeners who are just getting their feet wet with astrology, yeah. they can go check out, you know, some basics at astrology.com, as you mentioned, or do you know any other websites that you, you recommend know, um, that you work with? I actually put a list and, at, at, the, um, at the end of the book. So there is a resource oh, okay, guide. Oh, great. great. Yeah, because what you want to do is, you know, you want to go to where it's free, <laughs> you know, of to course. get your chart. Also, you know, a metaphysical bookstore will run it off for you. The thing is where, you know, you want to be careful is if they start, like, saying for this amount of money, you know. And sometimes it's okay to get, you know, to have them give you a reading or an interpretation if that's what you're into. That's sure. fine. Just know that, you know, you can get your chart for free without that if that's what you want to do and that would be a good step one and then when they purchase the book the complete idiot's guide to sextrology there's also uh several resources in the back of the book that can help you to really connect and get further information on on your sign and your sun and your moon exactly your venus and your mars yeah yeah if they even want further information that's something that you're willing to do one-on-one on a private um basis we yeah, ab- do that by the hour, so they can always reach you um, via your website at www.megan, M-E-G-A-N, <laughs> dinner, S-K-I-N-N-E-R.com. And you can check out her website. It's a really great website. It's very easy to access, and it's um, easy to maneuver through. It's user-friendly. So check out her website, and you can contact her. Um, there's a contact section there on the mm-hmm. website. You can go there, and I believe it's info at meganskinner.com. Yes. And they can contact you to go ahead and schedule a reading if they'd like to do that one-on-one with you if they want to get more in-depth. <laughs> Absolutely. And, uh, yes, thank you. And I, I always say to people, you know, if you're interested in this stuff, get your get your birth chart, you know, if you can you know, and whether you want to learn about it or have somebody else do that for you, it's just, it's such a valuable experience. I, I do have to agree. I haven't had my chart solidified, but I took this first step and somebody ran it for me and gave it to me, but then I didn't let them interpret it yet. <laughs> well, you, you, than, you, you take it. the Saturn return. <laughs> well, that's what you need. That's probably exactly the part you needed. Sure, sure. But hey, this sounds fun. I'd like to add the sex into it. So, so tell me, what are the key astrological points that are relevant to sextrology so that our listeners can grasp yeah. what do they need to know. Is there anything beyond the sun, moon, Venus, and Mars element? Yeah, you know, the sun is, first of all, the most important thing, you know, because that's you know has a lot to do with, you know, it's your true essence. It has a lot to do with your physical needs. It has a lot to do with what, you know, why you're here and what you desire. And then that moon is really, really important because what I say to people is, you know, you can have incompatible sun signs, But if your moon sign, because it has so much to do with how you relate to your day-to-day intimacy, 
it makes things a lot tougher. So I always tell people, check out your moon. And then we go through the Venus and Mars, which is kind of that dance of relationship between the male and female energy. And then we actually get into the houses. And if you're familiar with an astrology chart, it's like a big pie wheel, and it's divided into 12 sections, and each section represents a different area of life. Like the first section is, you know, you and how you present yourself to the world, and the second house is money, and, you know, the ninth house is travel and spirituality, and so, you know, and then we like start to look where the planets fall in each of the houses, and then we can check out where your significant other or your, your romantic interest, where their planets fall in your houses, and we start to look, you know, it's just this other layer on the layer cake of, you know, how you kind of, where your relationship plays out and where you stimulate each other. And then we go even further where we look at, you know, the aspects between the signs, which is the degrees between the signs, and each has a different, uh, you know, level of sexual heat. And then we end up with the soulmates, which is looking at that north and south uh, moon nodes. And, you know, one represents your past and your karma. So it's very much, you know, what you've learned and what you're bringing into this lifetime. And the other, the north node represents what, you know, your destiny path and what you're here to learn. So those are, you know, those are the important parts of, of sextrology. Very fun. So it sounds so I'm so intrigued right now. Oh, I've good. always had this you know, I've always had this desire to know more about astrology and it just really hadn't crossed my path as I'm a clairvoyant, so I love to read the energy and I yeah. can, I use oracle cards and I have the Osho tarot deck. Oh, I love um, that deck. deck. It's such a beautiful deck and, and so but I you know, personally just haven't really gotten into the the swing of astrology. So this just really intrigues me. So if we looked at me very briefly, yeah. uh, my sun sign would be a Libra. Okay. And do you know what then, your do you know what your moon sign is? No, I'm not sure. Well hold on, I I have I, I just happen to have an ephemeris here. <laughs> oh great. So I can tell you what what year were you born? In seventy seven. Okay, hold on. Nineteen seventy seven and you're September what? I am September thirty. Okay, so you're a Libra, and you have your moon in Taurus, okay? So you're a Libra, and Libra, you know, we're both Libras, and Libras, you know, tend to be very romantic. Libra is a sign of relationships, so Libra is very relationship-oriented, and Libra represents balance, and contrary to popular opinion, Libra is not balanced. Part of why we come into this lifetime with that Libra energy is to learn balance. So there's a tendency for us to kind of like have unbalanced lives, you know, as we're learning that lesson of how to kind of find middle ground and not live in the extremes. So that's the Libra energy. But then we look at your moon, which is that deeper, you know, personality in Taurus, and that's a whole different vibe. Venus in Taurus is very security and comfort oriented. It's also very sexual and very sensual. Taurus, Moon and Taurus is very tactile. You know, it's like you like, you know, good food and, you know, you know, like, you know, nice fabrics and scents. And, you know, it, Taurus has so much to do with the five senses and really wanting to fully, you know, use those five senses in, you know, in, in you know, in how you approach life and, and, and also in the bedroom. Taurus is very conservative. And so Taurus is not really great at taking risks. It likes to stay in the comfort zone. So you see we've got this Libra, which is more effervescent. It's, it's an air sign. It's light. It loves beauty. And then we have this very grounded, earthy, bull, Taurus, you know, that can be quite sub stubborn and like and dig, digs in its heels and doesn't always like change. 
So you start to see how, you know, we get more of a full energy of your essence. And then we can look at your Venus and your Mars. And your Venus is in another Earth sign, Virgo. And your Venus represents what you love. Venus is a sign of relationship. And also, because you're a Libra, it's also one of your ruling planets. Uh, Taurus is also ruled by Venus, so Venus is a big focal point for you. Venus and Taurus is, again, earth signs are very sensual. So they tend to be sensual and sexual. And Venus in, in, in Virgo really... Well, it's a very sensual sign, but it's also a little bit of a perfectionist. And so well, that would fully fit. <laughs> really? You know, so Venus and yes, Taurus, yes. I always say, is it, it's a great caretaker. You know, it's, Venus and Taurus is the person on the bus that's offering you the Kleenex, you know, if your nose is running, yes. or, you know, making yes. sure that you're okay and making you chicken soup. It's kind of like, you know, Venus and Virgo is like an earth mom or dad. You know what I mean? They're okay. great at nurturing and caretaking. At the same time, um, you know, they, you know, they want things to be a certain way. I mean, Venus in Taurus definitely likes a well, or, or Venus in Virgo likes a well-ordered life. The yeah. other, they, you also have your Venus in Cancer, and Cancer's water. Cancer's very psychic, and, you know, we were talking earlier about how you get so much information in your dreams. Oh, and yes. Cancer rules the dreamscape. So someone yeah. with Mars, and Mars is your male energy, it's your creative life force, it's how you go out into life. Uh, Mars and Cancer is very sensitive and psychic, and so your dreamscape, you know, you know, and the unconscious is, you know, a big part of your life. And it's also a caretaker. So when I look at this whole together, I'm like, well, she's very relationship-oriented, um, and she's also a bit of a caretaker. Yes. <laughs> That that's about right. <laughs> and I would think with your, you know, with your sextrology that you would like to be in a committed relationship. I don't think that you're someone that is a big risk taker, one night stand kind of person. You know, you really like relationships that are long term. You know, you kind of like to mate for life. And when you do find that right relationship, you know, you're the type that will have, you know, long-term relationships and, you know, you know, will kind of stick. You're very true blue, you know, and so you're the type that really, you know, will stick with a relationship. And you need someone (laughs) that, you know, is willing to do the same for you, of course. So what would you, what would your compatible signs be? You know, another earth sign would be awesome for you, you know, like a Virgo or a Capricorn that would really work well with that, you know, that earth energy or, you know, uh, maybe something with some air, you know, to complement like, you know, Gemini might be interesting um, that would complement that Libra. But I'm thinking earth sign for you. I mean, I think that that, you know, that might be nice. <laughs> that that is something to definitely explore. I'm really excited here. So this is fun. So when you say there are earth signs would be Virgo, my best um compatibility on earth signs would be Virgo or Capricorn. Pa- or, or another Taurus. Another Taurus would work okay for you. Um, okay, this is interesting. That's the one sign that I don't psychically if I meet one of them, I know right away. You know the Taurus? Uh, yes. You know, I know why? Right away, and it's not a synergy. <laughs> Positive. Oh, it's not. Okay. Well, Generally. Okay. No. We're no. Both very strong in who we are, and neither yeah. one of us want to budge. Right. Yeah. Away. Well, that's <laughs> the. That's the. You know, when you get two Taurus, because you have your, you have your Moon in Taurus, so you would have a Sun Moon connection, which is usually pretty nice. But Taurus, I agree with you. Taurus can be pretty stubborn. So you know, both of what you would be learning is to be more flexible in life. 
The other thing is that kind of instant recognition thing with Taurus. I, you know, the moon is, has a lot to do with your soul energy. So, you know, it's very possible that, you know, you've had past life connections with that person. I see. So they might be, you know, so there could be this like, I know you and I don't want to go there. <laughs> you know, could be, you know, yes. could be some past life memory. Yes. I, yes. Okay, I think maybe a Capricorn for you. <laughs> okay. It, it's okay, you Capricorn men out there. No, yes. Okay, so let me tell you, I'll validate this. I have one of the listeners text chatting with me here and they chatted over that they're a Capricorn. <laughs> oh, yeah? Okay, so they're letting me know. <laughs> so there you go. There you go. But you see how it all kind of, you know, starts to unfold, you know. And like you said, you know, it's, it, it's you know, like I'm saying, oh, a Taurus. You're like, no, not, I don't know about a Taurus. So, again, it's all about, you know, like you taking the information and everybody's got their own, you know, angle and, you know, their own finesse on it, you know. It's, so, I mean, I can read this from a book, but that's the great thing I have to say about, you know, when you visit a clairvoyant, you know, like the kind of work that we do. And it's because, like, for me, I'm an astrologer, but I read it psychically or clairvoyant, you know, intuitively. And when yes. you add that level, you know, it's more than just Taurus plus Libra equals this. It, it brings in that, you know, those subtleties, you know. And that's why I'm saying you want to be you, whoever you are, when you're looking at this stuff, you want to do that for yourself. Very good. So it's really exciting. Thank you for doing my sexology. I'll have to integrate all this we'll and talk see where about we that. can go. Yes, yes. And so I'm really excited. I'd like to have Paula join us. Oh, awesome. She okay. Is, is from La Jolla, and so I'm going to pull her on just one moment here. Hello, Paula. Paula. Hey, girls. I just love listening to you. How is everything tonight? Is everybody at peace and having fun? Yes, thank you. Thank you for calling in, Megan. This is Paula. Hi, Paula. And you know, I'm um, I've got my cards out, and I, I'll look at your astrology, and I've also, um, you know, uh, shuffling my cards because that's one of the big ways that I work in connecting with people's energy is using tarot cards. So, um, what I'm doing is we're talking. If this is okay with you, is so I'm just going to start tapping into your energy as we're talking and shuffling the cards. I think that's absolutely beautiful, and Dulcinea has my complete trust, and she's done such a remarkable job with her show and everything else, and so I'm very humbled and privileged to be oh. with you guys tonight. So you just go right ahead. <laughs> Thank well, you, Paul. My heart is open. Yes, of course. You're, you're the best, Dulcinea. You're doing a great show. <laughs> well, um, l- let me ask you, Paula, um, when is your birthday? <clears throat> Twelve thirty sixty two. Well, here we have a Capricorn. Yes, oh, we do. I was laughing because you were just talking about that, you know, with your sexology thing. I'm like, well, you know, because the um, yeah, the common. I have a lot of girlfriends, you know, who who are very much um, have individual characteristics that seem like Capricorn seem to bring out the balance in them. So it's funny to hear, mm. you know, when it comes to a male and a female. Yeah. And uh, so I have a lot of friends that go, oh, my God, my guy's a Capricorn and you're a Capricorn. And it's interesting what the, the commonality can be. Well, we'll look up your, you know, your structure, your astrology here what i want you to do is just take a deep breath for me and because you know we just have limited time today is there anything that i can focus on for you in the reading yes okay Uh, i am launching uh, my healing platform that i've worked on for 
uh, nine, ten months now. Okay. And so funding is now um, is now coming to pass. Okay. And so I'm looking to see the best way in which to grab that and pull it into the material world. Okay. Um, let me just kind of bring up a couple of things that are coming up in the reading. And this is really awesome because what's coming up is that you are on the verge of a major breakthrough. And part of Yay. this... Uh, yeah, because part of this is, is, has a lot to do with self-confidence. You know, I think that you're yes. really in a place of believing in who you are and what you do. And the way it comes up in the reading is it's just time to get up on your horse and lead the parade. <laughs> so I would not hesitate, you know, to just really put yourself out there. The other thing is I just want to comment on is, you know, it feels like that, you know, the last few years have not been the easiest for you. And That's correct. Yeah, so I really feel like you've kind of been put through the ringer and I would just say to you that <clears throat> excuse me know that this has been actually a clearing out and cleansing process that you've been in and even though it hasn't been easy you're going into a whole new energy and that's one of the things that you know uh, uh, we were talking about a little bit earlier is 2008 is actually a universal year of new beginnings for everybody you know two plus eight equals ten equals one and so what I'm finding with you know just about everyone that I encounter is everybody's like going my gosh what's going on you know I, I feel all this new energy coming in and so for a lot of people out there it might be feeling like you know you have been clearing out and cleaning up and doing closure and for all of us in many ways we're getting ready for these new beginnings that are really starting to come in in 2008 so Paula you've done the work you've done the work here and you've cleared out but but what I want to say to you is I think sometimes you forget that <laughs> yeah I do you know very well very well said yeah. okay and I'm going to look up your uh, your astrology here because I I almost want to say I think there's some uh, emotional recycling that's going so I'm multitasking hold on because I'm looking you up here some recycling about the past and what I would say to you you know like in your mind like kind of like playing it over again and what I would say is the past is the past for you and you know Capricorn you know that goat Capricorn is the mountain goat that climbs the mountain and so Capricorn goes okay I'm going to climb that mountain and I'm going to get to that top of the mountain no matter what you know and so Capricorn you know just climbs the mountain and it's ruled by Saturn and you know Saturn says nothing is easy and so Capricorn sometimes kind of gets stuck a little bit in this uh, you know in this idea that you know life has to be hard yeah. and you know what that's part of that's such a big thing for you right now Paula is um, it, this doesn't have to be hard you don't have to make it hard. And one of the cards that comes up in your reading very prominently is the Fool card. Are you familiar? Have you ever seen the Fool card before? I have, but please refresh because you know much more than I. I, I have to interject, Paula. That's my favorite card. <laughs> oh, really? Fun. Okay. Oh, well, you know, I give you credit for that because I think for a lot of people – the full card challenges them because the full card is about being fearless, you know. And I am all about it. Yeah, I can see that. I do think you have a full energy. You are a fool. You got but, it. But, you know, it's also very innocent and childlike and it's optimistic. And, you know, that's very much a part of your energy. You know, that, yeah. you, 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 you completely pegged me. Yeah. yeah. Well, and so, so here's the motto for the fool. Okay. The fool jumps off the cliff because he knows the angels will catch him. 
So you're jumping off a cliff right now. Yes, and and you and the what's and you just have to trust your inspiration and go for it, you know. So here I am looking, and it will fall into place. I feel like you've already made some connections here that um, could be powerful for you. Yes, I'm. You hit, you hit everything. You hit everything. I'm very. I'm very. Um, gosh. I'm ta- I, I'm not very often speechless, but oh. you got me. <laughs> you got me at that moment. Yeah, you you hit pretty much everything. As I forget how much work that I've done. Yeah. Yes, I think often it should be hard, and now I'm jumping off a cliff, and everything is coming to pass. I mean, everything is happening exactly as spirit is guiding mm-hmm, me, mm-hmm. and I'm still terrified because of the past and things that have happened. Oh, you know, here's the biggest. If I could give you one message tonight from this reading, it would be let the past go. Do you know what time of day you were born? Yes. Six minutes to two. In the in one, the afternoon? Yeah, one. No, in the morning. Oh, in the morning. Okay. Well, then it looks like you have, you're 62, is that correct? Correct. You have your moon in Aquarius. And so, right. you're, yeah, okay. So you're this Capricorn, which is that hardworking conservative goat. But you've got your moon in Aquarius, which is rebel, <laughs> revolutionary, inspiration, change the planet, humanitarian. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so you're, you know, Capricorn's just one part of you. And then you have your moon, no, excuse me, your Venus in, in Scorpio, which I believe is a healer placement. Yeah. Um, Venus in Scorpio has the ability to actually transform other people energetically by connecting them into their own deep wisdom. And it's a very catalytic type of energy, so you're a catalytic healer, um, is how I would describe you. And then you have your Mars and Leo, which is so fun. Mars and Leo is like fiery and creative and, you know, dramatic. And, you know, so you've got this really cool combination working for you. But I do kind of, I am feeling the Capricorn and this kind of like replaying the past. So, I would say, you know, just keep going forward, and I do feel like you're making connections that are going to work for you. And is part of this new work teaching at all? Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dulcinea knows. Yeah, quite a bit. It's it's um, publishing. It's books. It's okay, teaching. Great. It's television. Yeah. Okay, because you're going to teach through your work, and I, what I really get is diversification for you. So, you know, I think it's really great that you're not just putting all your eggs in one basket, that you're, you know, you're doing the TV and the books, and, you know, you know you're here on the radio with us here today. Yeah. You know, it's like, I think that's, you know, I think that you have the, the wide scope of talents and that they all work together really beautifully. Well, thank you. Thank you. I really, this is the perfect timing, and Dulcinea, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. So now let's make it fun. So let's end on a sextrology note for Paula. (laughs) Okay, so what what does Paula need and want? Okay, so she's got her son in Capricorn. And you know what they say about, they call, have you ever heard of the Randy Goat? No, no, that's true. Okay, well, because everybody, you know, Capricorn comes across as so conservative because Capricorn's like, I play by the rules, and I don't want to get too out there. Thank God you've got a moon in Aquarius. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but it, it, so Capricorn is very much, I care what other people think about me, and I don't want to, you know, get too far out there. But Capricorn, deep down, is highly sexual and sensual. All the earth signs are, are the, the earth signs are the most sensual signs of the zodiac. And I tell you, after I wrote the book, I just for my next relationship it's 
going to be an earth sign because ooh la la. So you have that very strong sexual sensual side. And then I'm also looking at this uh, Venus in, um, in Scorpio. You need someone that can go deep with you. You know, uh, Venus in Scorpio says, you know, I, I, I don't take things lightly. I'm intense. You know, I've had a life where I've really had to learn my wisdom, and I need someone that can reflect that back to me. So I'm thinking for you maybe a water sign, you know, another earth sign or water sign. You do have your Mars in Leo, which is fiery, you know, but I don't know. Fire, I think you need something a little bit more grounded there. Yeah, yeah, you pretty much you you pretty much hit it. Yeah, that have you ever thought it. about a cancer? Have you have you had much interaction with cancers? Yeah, they they seem a little too soft. Well, cancers may appear that way, but cancers are cancers like one of the most bossy signs of the zodiac. Um, I don't know, cancers your opposite sign, and remember they've got their sexuality too. So maybe if you had like a cancer with like a moon in like Taurus, and then maybe some water like some Pisces in there. Mm-mm-mm. You know, because I see, I yeah, because there's a Scorpio male. I don't know the rest of it, but it's 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 an interesting combination. But it's almost unworkable. In some yeah, way. Scorpio with Scorpio's tough. Um, you know, oh, you two, Venus, oh, Scorpio, Venus, and Scorpio. Oh, that's why you have your Venus and Scorpio. Well, you know, I I I don't know. I, I kind of just get the feeling that a Scorpio man, and this is kind of intuitive, is just not going to be quite right he'd have to be really in evolved scorpio for you okay so you I mean, to, i'll tell you where you got it was and that that has been my meditation over christmas is i have to be with somebody because i don't think take things lightly and i'm no. quite intense yeah yeah and i need somebody to go really deep yeah. i mean i can have fun and just go off the charts yeah, and not yeah. care about a thing but when i need to go there he needs to go with me yeah and you need and to you're feel- absolutely right Emotionally safe because there's a ban. We could get into this all night, but there's abandonment issues with mother. Blah blah blah. That's Moon in Aquarius. But so you need someone that's going to say, you know what? I'll stick with you when you're intense. You know what I mean? I can hold that energy for you, and you can be safe. Mm. Well done. Well, thank you. And you know that so could be much. any sign. Remember, here's the thing. You know. <clears throat> You could, like, run into a Gemini, okay, which actually wouldn't be bad with your moon in Aquarius because those are both air signs. But you could run into a Gemini and go, oh, gosh, that sex astrologer told me I needed an earth or water sign. But remember, they've got a moon, too, and they've got a Venus and Mars, and until you see the whole chart, you just don't know. Hmm. Hmm. Well, you are right on the mark, I'll tell you, for this entire experience. So I'll tell you, hats off and good job and just a pleasure, pleasure. Well, thank you, Paula, for being so open and, and, you know, sharing your life, you know, on air with us. Yeah, of course, of course. Well, that's part of the entire program, I think, for everybody's life at this moment is to be vulnerable not only to themselves, to others, because that's the only way we're going to move up. I agree. Yeah, I I agree too, ladies. Yeah, <laughs> here I am yeah. on this platform, <laughs> humble and, oh. and full of gratitude. So thank you so much, Paula, for coming on. We You're appreciate welcome. it. I hope you enjoyed your reading and mini sextrology assessment. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Thank you, girls, so much. Thanks, for Paula. Have me. a great evening. Goodbye. Okay. Bye. Gee, that's fun. I love doing that. I have so much fun reading.
Good. It's so fun, isn't it? And she really appreciated it because you really did, like, just knowing her, and I won't, you know, elaborate much, but, I mean, you hit her from what I perceive where she is, is right on the mark. So that's really a blessing for her. And you gave her a lot of validation, which is, as you know, I guess I want to let people know on the air. What we do is clairvoyance, and we all have our own, um, you know, way to connect with energy. But ultimately what we're doing is we're reading an energy in someone else's space that, that really helps us to validate and mm-hmm. affirm who you are as a spirit. Yeah. And we don't really work with the mind, and I tell my clients, we work with the spirit. So if mm-hmm. you're looking for someone to kind of go round and round with your mind, it's really a psychologist or a psychiatrist is much better you know, place for you to go and spend your money. But if you really want to know what your spirit is trying to tell you and then want someone to help you kind of work with your mind to get your mind to agree on some level with what your <laughs> spirit is trying to do, then clairvoyance are your path. And then you can bring in the tarot tool and you can bring in the astrology tool with relationships. Now we have the sextrology tool. So it's great to just, you know, really build and use a lot of tools, but ultimately to allow someone to just to really go into your space and say, hey, what is your spirit saying right now? What's going on underneath the surface? Mm-hmm. No, I got, thank you. Well, I think that's so well said, you know. You know, and I think people, because, you know, I, I, Dulcinea, I don't think a lot of people really understand, you know. I think they get caught in that word clairvoyant. Don't you? Like, it's weird and woo-woo. and you it's, know, I, it's, it's socialized to be scary. Like, the word yeah. psychic is scary. And this yeah. is changing. TV yes. is changing. There's Lisa Williams. There's the yes. psychic competition. You know, I, I think one of the top ten jobs that I saw on, like, U.S. News Today or one of these websites was, being in a psychic on TV right now. No like way, really? Jobs in America. And so that's telling me the socialization or wow. the stigmatization in society is shifting here in America to really embrace this. And, of course, I could go deeper into, well, of course, it's to embrace the next generation who is extremely psychic, more psychic than I, I was as a child. Right. And so, of course, this shift is inevitable. Um, you know, I don't feel the creator would <laughs> offer these great children if we weren't willing to shift some way in society to facilitate them so that's what we do and i think the more clear that we make it that we just are looking at energy well yes well because you know i'm older than you so i'm a different generation than you and so it's really interesting for me to hear you because you know for me my whole life has been almost like kind of like a fight you know uh, to get to this place of you know it's been so much a part of my purpose is to let people know that clair, you know, clairvoyance are, you know, is this is a positive, profound experience. And then I look at you, and you know, you're, you know, you're a good twenty years younger, and I'm like, going, wow, she's at a different place with it, you know. And then I look at, well, then the, the kids that are coming in, they'll be at a different place with it, you know. So it's really yeah. interesting, and in, that to look at the evolution, you know what I mean, about psychic energy and how it yeah. is evolving, and people are embracing it, and and so you're just reminding me because sometimes I have to tell you, I've come from the place of like fighting for that recognition of, you know, sure. I, I'm not weird. And, and you're in a little bit different place with it, just, I think, being just younger. The and the having, hair. Yeah. Yes, yes. There's still people, it's like, you know, I mean, I still went the academic way. I still, 
yeah, you know, denied my gifts until yep. my mid-20s. Um, and I never would have called myself a clairvoyant. I mean, I was an academic researcher in biology right. and psychology, so that just wouldn't have been acceptable in my belief system or my dogma at that time. Or the family structure, too. Or I the think, family which the culture was huge. structure or the religious yep. structure. You can't yep. religion. I mean, just even yep. if not this life, several past lives that I'm bringing in this <laughs> life. <laughs> yeah. But, you know. So there's just all these blocks that we have as individuals, but as I open them up and you open them up and, you know, Paula opens them up, Mm -hmm. what happens is we aggregate energetic gateways that just magnify for the next generation to really receive who they are in spirit. And again, you know, I just think the whole shift with indigos is to go from materiality into spirituality. And how else could you do that but to find a way to communicate with spirit that's, that's acceptable and normative and that would be clairvoyant reading well you know that's what's that's what needs to happen on the planet and that's these indigo children are i think a part of what's bringing that to the planet because the planet has to go that direction to survive it's just time it's time okay so now tell us all about i'm so excited this is it's time now too to hear about what's coming up for us well you know you know well i was you know as i was talking a little bit earlier you know this 2008 is this big new year because you know the two plus eight numerology equals a 10 and then we we you we bring that down to one and so this is 2008 is a year of new beginnings for everyone and i just and i'm going to just briefly mention do we have time for me just to briefly mention just a little hit for each sign real quick please let's do it let's mention it okay i think the audience would appreciate that okay (laughs) also you know at my website i i have this this new blog out and this is actually and her name it's a character that i developed and her name is dear serena and she's this astrologer, clairvoyant, and it's kind of me, but it's not me. But anyway, in next week, it'll be out on um, Monday of next week, there'll be an in-depth New Year's forecast. So you can check that out on my website on the Dear Serena page. But um, let's just, well, I'll just go through each of the signs briefly. And with Aries energy, if you're in Aries, there's a lot of focus this year coming up on career. So this is a really expansive time for Aries about new career op- opportunities and getting more recognition in that regard. Also for Aries, health is a big focus. So this is a time to really get on top of like eating, working out, lifestyle stuff. So that's Aries. And then for Taurus, the the focus is really on the big picture, your dreams and aspirations, and also how they translate to your spiritual and emotional well-being. And 2008 for Taurus is also a big year of exploring and putting energy into your true creative passions. So it's a very creative year ahead for Taurus. Gemini, this is very interesting. Um, it's funny because, you know, I was researching each of the signs to write this, and the Gemini one, it was just like, it came through like completely channeled. And Gemini is very much a time, this year, 2008, is about making commitments. Now, that can be a bit of an issue for Geminis, because Geminis don't <laughs> always like making a commitment. But Gemini, I just want to say, you're ready to make that commitment, whether it's around career or whether it's around relationships. So you're really going to have to trust yourself because Gemini has really been working hard to kind of get to this place and what I say for Gemini is confidence is the key and then for cancer cancer is like a year this is a big year for cancer around 
financial stability. And so there's a real opportunity for cancer to feel like they're getting uh, more on track with the, you know, with their money and with their financial stability. And what that does is it really, because that's been kind of somewhat of a worry for cancer over the last few years, is it gives cancer this opportunity to really get more in touch with what they really want in life without having to worry about some of these day-to-day details. So for cancer, it's a big time of thinking about what do you really, really want. Now, Leo, Leo, boy, Leo has been working very hard because Leos have been in, in, in a very strong Saturn energy for the last couple of years, and 2008 is a payoff year for, for Leos. So this is a time where, you know, Leos can really go forward and, you know, all that hard work that they've done, and Paula has her Mars in Leo. So some of this kind of translates to her is, you know, there's a new sense of self-worth for Leos, and they really can really start to become a major player in the world at at large. Now, Virgo, the motto I say for Virgo this year in 2008 is follow or get out of my way. (laughs) So Virgo, this is a time where Virgos are really looking at taking their power in life and, you know, they're going to be tested around this. But in the process, they're going to learn more about what they want, especially in regards to uh, Virgo's relationships. Libra, what comes up for Libra is the possibility of moving. And, hmm, Mm-hmm. I think that's relevant to both of us. I think it is. You know, and I was writing that. I was like, oh, my gosh. And so whether it's your home or business, this is a time for Libras of moving your life forward in a really big way. Scorpios, Scorpios, what I say is sore spots with family can be healed now because Scorpio is ready to move on and forgive and forget. And this is a year where Scorpio is really looking at becoming more of a leader in the role. And this is a time where Scorpio is really going to be taking their voice, you know, really feeling like you've got more of a voice and how you inspire and, and you can even be an instrument of change in the world. Sagittarius is uh, very much a time of looking at how your talents and abilities and what you want to do with them and how that translates into making money. And, you know, what I say to Sagittarius is, yes, your gifts and talents can make money. You just have to believe in them. And it's also a year for Sagittarius where their finances might be falling into place on a whole new level. Capricorn 2008 is your year. It's a total year for Capricorn. There's a time of expansion. There's a time of really kind of feeling like things are falling into place in your life. You know, Jupiter is in your sign. So it's just going to be a tremendous year for Capricorns. And, you know, what I say for Capricorn is go for it. The sky's the limit. And for Aquarius, what I say is Aquarius has really been kind of waiting in the wings. Well, 2008 is the year for Aquarius to really stake its claim on the world. And Aquarius loves to kind of, you know, stir the pot. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a rebel in a sense. But this year, Aquarius is really going to need to put its money where its mouth is about letting go of old security needs. And then Pisces, oh my goodness, this is a huge year of transformation for Pisces, especially around how you present yourself to the world. And what I say for Pisces is it's time for a cosmic makeover. And what I also say is good intentions are great, Pisces, but you need to really act on them this year. So that's kind of just a little brief 2008 kind of forecast. Yes, well, thank you. That was so fun. And I want to make sure everybody knows, as she had mentioned, that on her website, www.megan, M-E-G-A-N, Skinner, S-K-I-N-N-E-R.com. You can see her Dear Serena blog, 
go ahead and sign up for that. And what will happen is you'll get next week the full forecast for each sign, and then you can let your friends know. They can go check it out for themselves. So that's kind of fun. You can also find out what's going on in Serena's life and ask questions and such. And thank you so much, Megan, for coming thank on. Thank you so much. So this is much so fun. much fun. <laughs> yes, thank you, thank you. So I'd like to just, again, let everybody know they can find Megan on the web, as I just mentioned, www.meganskinner. I always say Megan unless I write the two E's. Meganskinner.com. Her latest book, The Complete Idiot's Guide to Sextrology, that is coming out January 2nd, 2008. Check it out on Amazon.com. You can pre-order your copy sounds very fun. And also just to mention that she has a book that came out in 2004, Essence of the Tarot, Modern Reflections on Ancient Wisdom, which is filled with tons of valuable information about the evolution of the tarot since the Egyptians. So you can also find um, a copy of the book cover and a little excerpt there on her website. So please explore Megan's website and just let her know what you think and get in touch with her. If you'd like a reading, she'd love to hear from you. So tonight we're close, coming to a close. I'd like to make some announcements. So an amazing and powerful healer friend of mine is hosting a healing journey to Thailand on the 20th of February through March 12, 2000, um, um, through March 12, 2008. It will be three weeks of bliss, healing, exploration, and native inspiration with technique in the land of smiles. Space is limited to 10 and will include travel throughout northern Thailand. If you or someone you know is interested, please contact Kamala. She's in Hawaii on the Big Island at 808-895-1388. Additionally, please explore the Evolution Revolution archive shows with inspirational authors that can be found on the Evolution Revolution homepage. The archive shows are available 24 hours a day at no charge, either to just listen at the moment or to upload as a podcast for later listening and inspiration. The archives include amazing talent such as Dr. Lisa Love and her wisdom about living in love through conscious manifestation with her book, Beyond the Secret, Jennifer Weigel with her humorous approach to life's challenges and opportunities in her latest book, Stay Tuned, Betty Young's phenomenal book release based on humanitarian efforts of the Fullers and the nonprofit organization Habitat for Humanity. The book's title is The House That Love Built. Taylor Wilshire and her fun novel based on The Course in Miracles Truth, The What If Guy, and Paula Marie Jackson with her affirmations in love and light. Please share Evolution Revolution with others who may desire to join us in the future for an enlightening experience. Tell them where to find us and how to listen. I'm an intuitive who offers clairvoyant readings via the phone. If you'd like to connect, you can contact me at lightforall at gmail. Dot com or through the link on the web Evolution Revolution homepage. If you're interested in scheduling an appointment via phone or in person if you're located in the Southern California area. Thank you so much for joining Evolution Revolution this evening with myself and Megan Skinner and her latest book release, The Complete Idiot's Guide to Sextrology. A season of joy, celebration, and new beginnings is approaching as New Year's comes next Tuesday. Much gratitude to you for listening and supporting Evolution Revolution. Please join me in January of 2008. I look forward to your continued support. Make it the best 2008 you can envision for yourself. Much love, peace, joy, and light. Angel blessings. Good night. Good morning. 
Good afternoon. Good evening. No matter where you're listening, around the world, this is Sedona Talk Radio.